Father, that's our desire, that we would have such a conviction, that we would rely on your word so strongly that no matter what it takes, that we would just step out in faith, we'd trust you above everything, and our lives would be an example to everyone of praise and honor and glory to your name. Lord, help us this morning to listen. Help us to take in your word. Do your work on us. Mold us, shape us, empower us to stand for you in this time, in this community, in our families. Help us to take that stand of faith that you alone would be praised. We pray it. We humbly ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Would you go ahead and have a seat this morning? All right. Who's excited to get in the Word this morning? That's you, right? All right. You excited to get in the Word? You ready to listen to what it says? Who's absolutely convicted and committed to say, yo, I am going to do it, whatever it says? Okay, I like that. All right, now you better know what it says. (laughs) No, but that's really kind of the challenge that we're going to be into this morning as we look at this verse uh, for today as we wander in 40 days uh, in the Word. I'm Pastor Bob, senior pastor here. We've been in this series. We've been looking at specific verses and trying to unpack those verses, memorize those verses, get those verses in our lives and in our hearts, right? And so we started on our first week saying, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Dwell, right? Just let it be our home. Let it make its home in us, right? Let it dwell in us richly. And then uh, last week we did, open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things uh, in your law. There are some wonderful things. God wants only good for us. And his word is absolutely chucked full of wonderful things, right? Wonderful things. Uh, for us. And that leads us to today's uh, verse. And so let's read it together so we hear it and try to get it in our heads, get that memory thing going right away. So why don't you read it with me? You ready? Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. All right. And you're like, oh, that, got that. Good. Pastor, sit down. We're done. No, I got 23 minutes and 25 seconds. Not letting you go. We're going to do this, right? Because there is so much more uh, to this verse. So we're going to probe it. We're going to ask questions about it. We're just going to try to dive into it. Okay, you ready to go? Here we go. To understand this verse, you've got to get a little context going, and you've got to step back a few verses, okay? So we're going to start by stepping back to verse uh, 19 in the book of James in the first chapter. And it says, My dear brothers and sisters. Now that gives you a clue who this verse is directed at, right? So, my dear brothers and sisters, James is a Christ follower. He's the brother of Jesus. He was a leader in the church in Jerusalem. And he's writing to whom? His brothers and sisters. That would be fellow Christ followers, right? So if you're a Christ follower already in the room today, this is for you. He's writing straight to you. This verse is speaking uh, straight to you, right? If you're not a Christ follower yet, uh, don't get up and leave, okay? Stay with us because I'm convinced the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to that someday and you better know what you're getting into, all right? So hang on in there with us. But he's speaking to brothers and sisters. Now, you also need to know this is James, 
the leader of that church in Jerusalem. It was written probably between 45 and 50 A.D., so about 45 to 50 years after Jesus' death. And during that time period, the church in Jerusalem suffered persecution. Persecution came on the church, and so the Christ followers in Jerusalem were scattered throughout the empire. Christianity was under the beginnings of persecution. Now, I want you to think a minute. If you're under persecution, how easy is it for you to display your faith? If you're under persecution, isn't it easier to question whether you ought to kind of maybe keep your faith a little to yourself, that you ought to be a little sensitive, concerned about how you live and express your faith in front of others? Wouldn't it be right that these brothers and sisters that James is writing to are brothers and sisters in that period of persecution and they are hesitant about what it means to live out their faith in front of other people? Anybody else in the room? Like when you go to work? Like with your, with your family and they're not really sold out on Jesus yet? You're with uh, friends all those folks on your Facebook page? How many of us are in not-so-different circumstances where we're cautious about living out our faith in front of other people? That's who James is writing to. He says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must be quick to do what? Ah, did he have to say that? quick to listen. Oh my gosh, what is one of the most difficult things in the world for us to do? Isn't it ironic God gave us two ears and only one mouth, and yet which one do we use more often? Right? And yet James is saying, listen, (laughs) this is what you have to do. When it comes to God's Word especially, you need to make sure you have an attitude of listening. Be quick to listen. Be quick to listen and slower to speak. When it comes to God's Word, the challenge for us is to make sure that we are absolutely open to listen to everything that it has to say to us and not put constraints on it, not pick and choose and say, well, I'm going to listen to this part, but I'm not going to listen to that part over there, right? No, he just says, listen, we got to be quick. We got to be ready and we got to be quick to make sure that we listen. He says, as we do that listening, it's important for us because the outcome of that listening can be extraordinary in our lives. If you jump to the end, he says, get rid of all filth and evil in your lives. Humbly accept the word of God that he's planted in your hearts, for it has the power to do what? to save your souls. Now what's interesting here is the word souls in the Greek is the word psyche. What James is trying to communicate to us is, yes, absolutely, Jesus accomplished our salvation of forgiveness on the cross, and yes, absolutely, we have been saved for eternity, but also it is the experience of God working in our lives now through the power of his word to save us from extraordinary mistakes, painful experiences, and the power of sin. 
He's saying, listen, you've got to be quick to listen. You've got to be quick to listen because what you listen to, God's Word, what you listen to can save you from some tremendous mistakes, some tremendous pain, and some tremendous tragedies in your life right now. So be quick to listen. Be quick to listen because this Word can save you. Did you follow that? So we know it's important for us to listen to this word because it can save us from our sins right now. We get that affirmed in Psalm 19.7. It says, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. It's the same word there for soul, reviving the psyche, mind, emotions, will, right? Reviving us, right? If we just listen to the instruction, it can save us from extraordinary mistakes. Here's a little way to remember it for you. This book, the Word, right? This book, the Bible, will keep you from sin. But keep in mind, sin will keep you from this book. Write that one down, circle it, take it home, make sure you remember it tomorrow, right? That's the truth, right? But this book, when you listen to what God has to say, because it's full of wonderful things for you, it can save you from some tremendous tragedies uh, in your life if you just listen. Okay, so we have to have the experience and the willingness to just listen. What else do we need? He says, so get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word. Accept the word. Now, the Greek word that's behind that is the word diakomai, and it means to welcome, to welcome. It's like welcoming a guest in your home, right? Somebody you want to have in your home, somebody you're excited about showing up and coming into your home. And if you're excited about somebody coming to your home, what do you do? You clean up the house, you get everything in order, you cook a nice meal, right? You get a great dessert, right? You do all that stuff that expresses this excitement that says what? I am really excited about having you here tonight and welcoming you into my home. He's saying this is the attitude that you need to have as you listen to God's Word. I just need to have this attitude that says, I am excited, and I am open, and I am welcoming. I am inviting this uh, into my life. Then he adds, we have to accept the word, but we have to do it with a certain attitude. What's the word? I underlined it. Humbly. Ooh, meekness is another way the Bible expresses it. Meekness, humbly, right? It means that when we listen when we willingly welcome this word, we do it with a spirit that is compliant. That we understand we're ready to welcome this word into our lives because we know it's full of wonderful things. It can save us from tremendous mistakes in our lives and build us up. And so we want to welcome that and we want to be ready to be molded and shaped by it. Not to mold and shape it, but let it mold and shape us. So we welcome this word with readiness and with that compliant spirit, with a readiness to receive it and let it do its work on us. He then leads us to say, well, okay, we're going to welcome it. We're going to have that compliant spirit. What is that going to mean for us? Well, one of the things that says, so get rid of all the filth and evil uh, in your lives. If you're going to welcome this willingly and you've got a humble, compliant kind of spirit about it, it also means you've got to be ready 
to let it work on your lives. If it's going to work in your lives, here's one of the things that has to happen. It's got to be a position where you get the wax out of your ears. That's the word filth. It's rupas. It comes from the medical community, and it's that experience of having wax in your ears. How many have had wax in your ears? Some of you have, right? Kind of hard to listen when you got wax in your ears, right? Kind of like boom, 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 right? It's hard to hear things when you got wax in your ears. What's James telling us? Here's the truth. Some of us, we have some sins in our life right now that we are just holding on to. We become comfortable with them. We like them. And James is telling you, that's like wax in your ears. If you're not ready to give that stuff up, you, you can't listen and receive the fullness of what God's Word wants to do in your life. And, and if you're going to receive that Word with a welcome spirit, with a compliant spirit, you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready to get the wax out of your ears, get that out of your life. You've got to be ready to let that go. Let God drive that out of your life. Experience the forgiveness that He won for you on the cross. You've got to be ready to be able to say, I'm going to value God's Word more than I'm going to hold on to that filth, that wax. Follow? Straightforward. We've got to welcome the Word, and that's going to drive us in some cases to just repentance, to let go of some of that wax in our ears. So we welcome the Word with a compliant spirit, anxious to welcome it, ready to let go of some of that wax in our ears, and that ultimately leads us to our verse. Yay, we got there. Yay. Okay? So it finally leads us to our verse. So with all that in mind, James says to you now, so do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Don't just listen to the word. So you deceive yourself, but do what it says. So with a welcome spirit, with a compliant attitude, ready to get that wax out of our ears, we take in this word. And when we take it in, we have to be ready to do it. we got to just be ready to do it. Now, keep in mind where we started, the context. James is writing to a bunch of people who are being persecuted and are cautious about expressing their faith. What is James telling them? No, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. If you receive God's word in your, if you're really listening to God's word and you got that spirit of welcome and readiness and, and compliance, well, th then, then you just got to step into it and you just got to do it. I'll give you an example. Uh, one of our families came to us and uh, said, Wow, God has been really working in my lives. I've been listening to scripture, and they heard the last part of the first chapter of James where it says we should take care of widows and orphans. And they came to me and said, you know what, we just feel like we need to do something for widows and orphans. And we said, yes, we do, don't we? That's what the Word says. 
And so we started this ministry to care for widows and orphans in Ethiopia. And then that family came to me and said, you know what, God's really put it on our heart because we've been listening to that verse again and again and again, and we believe that we need to go to Ethiopia and do it. Not just from here, but we need to go to Ethiopia and do it. And we said, yes, absolutely, that's what God's Word says. We're listening, and we're going to do that. And so they went over to Ethiopia uh, for two years. Some of you know the story. They went to Ethiopia for two years. They opened up our Women and Children's Center uh, there in Ethiopia. They went over there, sold all their possessions, sold their car, sold their house, took their kids, bundled them all up, and moved for a foreign country and lived there for two years in another culture. Every time you see those folks, some of you know who they are, you should hug them and thank them. Why? Because they heard the word and they did it. They heard the word and they did it. We heard the word and we helped them. You can't just listen to the word. You have to hear the word and do it. You have to hear the word and do it. I was having uh, supper with a person uh, this last week, and uh, we were having a conversation about really important stuff. They said that they were told by a friend of theirs that they should stop eating special K cereal. I know this is sounding, isn't it? They were told by a friend of theirs that they should stop eating special K cereal because it had no nutritional value. And instead, they should start eating Raisin Bran. Are you with me on this? And so they had made a decision in their life. They were going to do that because their friend told them and they were going to listen to their friend and so they were going to stop eating Special K and start eating Raisin Bran. In my inquisitiveness, I went on to Google and I said, what's the nutritional value of Special K? And I looked it all up, and actually on a scale of one to five in stars, it got four stars. Then I said, what is the nutritional value of Raisin Bran? And on a scale of one to five, it got three stars with an asterisk. The asterisk said, it's got a lot of sugar. But you know what this person is going to do? They're going to stop eating Special K and start eating Raisin Bran. Why? Because they're ready to just listen to whoever tells them what they should do. What's the difference for us? We have the most incredible gift to listen to. This book, this book can become our home. This book we can listen to because it's filled with wonderful things for us. And if we receive it with a compliant spirit, if we welcome it into our lives, it will save us from some huge mistakes in our lives. And it will give us the strength and the ability to drive out some of that wax in our ears so that our lives can become everything God wants them to be. It also means, like those brothers and sisters in James' time, it will empower us to do just what we sang about. No matter what it takes, we're going to stand for the praise of God.
and for his glory. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we're not going to just listen to the word, we're going to do it. Now James gives us an example in that. Uh, he says that if we just listen and don't do it, we're, we're deceiving ourselves. And the image, he says, is it's like somebody that just glances in a mirror. That you just take a quick glance in a mirror, you just take a quick walk through, but you don't really listen and grab it. In contrast, he says, no, what we need to do is look intently. And the Greek word that's there about looking intently is the same word that's used in the Gospels when John runs to the tomb on Easter Sunday morning. Remember the story? And he bends down and he looks intently into the tomb. He intensely looks to see if Jesus is there. What is James saying to us? You've got to take an intense look today. Don't, don't just take a, a quick glance. You've got to take an intense look today about how's your listening skills. Are you really welcoming the Word? I mean, are you, are you really listening, welcoming with a humble, compliant spirit? Are, are you ready to let go of some of that filth, some of that sin in your life? Are you really ready to let God do everything He wants to do in your life through the power of His Word? Notice what it says in the end. If you do that, you will be blessed in what you do. Who wants to be blessed? You bet. James gives us the straightforward, simple answer. What we do is we just listen to this. Nothing else. No one else. We listen to this. We're going to give you time this morning to do that, as we're doing every Sunday uh, in this series. It's just taking some time to think about the message this morning, to meditate uh, on this verse, and to uh, let it uh, sink in. And so we're just going to pause for a minute and encourage you to just think on what does this verse mean. And uh, in your handout, on your half sheet, I've even given you a couple, three questions uh, to uh, think about uh, as you're meditating this morning. Um, and thinking about what this means for you in your life. So you can just look at that. It's on the apply section. And just look through those questions and let them maybe be a focus for you this morning as you meditate uh, on this verse. So let's take a minute and let's meditate on what this means for us. Listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says.
do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. to the word and so deceive yourselves do what it says Lord we come to you today thank you for the word this morning help us to just listen to really take it in with a humble compliant spirit with a welcoming attitude ready, ready to give up those things that are in our lives that are contrary to your will and to your desire. Help us instead to just trust your word more than anything. To welcome it because we know it can save us from huge mistakes and pain in our life. Lord, help us to listen today. To not just to take a, take a quick glance, but to intently look, to intently listen. To hear again your incredible love for us shown in your Son, Jesus Christ, that he listened to you. And he did what you said. He fulfilled your word perfectly. And so won for us forgiveness and grace. Lord, this morning we ask, don't, don't let us just listen to the word and not do it, but help us to be absolutely convinced and convicted today that you hold on to our lives and you would lead us. You would lead us to stand for your word and for your name that no matter what it takes, we can live to the glory of your name. We ask it and we pray it through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.